0: It's time for you to look inward and begin asking yourself the big questions. Who are you? And what do you want? The greatest illusion of this world is the illusion of separation. You can't wait around for someone to help you. You have to help yourself. Welcome to another episode of the Panacea Concept with me, your host, Matthew Diaz. If you believe that you can get healthy naturally and you can... Uh, overcome all of life's obstacles, uh, then this podcast is right for you. All right, let's continue. Um, So uh, introduction for what's going on. These are summit questions from the Owner Health Summit. Uh, We had a good portion of them, and we just needed a place where um and i see wait we because uh i'm one of the co-hosts um but i'll be answering the questions today and for i'll probably answer all the questions um just m- myself because uh, we're all working on different projects and i didn't want to leave this un unanswered all these very important questions unanswered so i've taken it upon myself here um so today uh we have questions from barbara uh, Well. I don't remember all the names yet. I didn't really do uh, much research uh, before these. So I just did a little couple of minutes so I would know what they're talking about and I would be able to apply the information that I already know uh, to answer better answer their questions. And I also think a, a little bit of um, a good background information on the subject is, a, is also a good idea from mainstream sources so you, you can see uh, for, foremost, what, what are the misconceptions that the uh, mainstream is propagating or whatever mainstream is just promoting, uh, and we can uh, compare it to what uh, reality is. Uh, so if, if you're a little bit caught off guard uh, by my uh, candor about the mainstream information, it's because... Um, yeah, maybe, it, maybe it's a little, it, it is a little bit abrasive. I don't mean to make anyone jump on the defensive, but um, I think it's awful and we need to really uh, have more people waking up. And uh, I'm doing this in the most polite way um, that I can currently do. Maybe I'll be more polite tomorrow. But for today, I'm going to say the mainstream uh, media and the mainstream medicine needs uh, a big slap in the face uh, and with, with reality. Um, unfortunately I mean of course I'm not bashing anybody who works in mainstream uh, areas of medicine obviously people don't go into those fields not wanting to help people uh, but the institutions that taught them really teach them this this um, I mean very scientific it's not wrong but they teach without basing or without having a good foundation which I think is wrong and I mean I've even um and this is the last tangent before I get into this question, very important question. Um, I've even paid for mainstream certifications, and uh, and and yeah, they weren't good. It was it was like a, a big waste of money. I felt like, and it was a good waste of money for my clients. And it was it just seemed like you're paying, you know, a thousand, two thousand, whatever, however much the mainstream certification is. Just to be able to waste people's time, and that's that's kind of how I felt because before the certification, I did all my own research outside of mainstream sources, and um, and found how to be helpful. So I'll, I'll just tell you what the certification was. It was a um, it was a certified personal trainer certification, and uh, they really just teach you this way of of stretching out somebody's training. Uh, I mean, obviously they don't say that in the book, but. It's definitely a way that's not going to get people quick results, and that's not going to be focusing on things people really need. And, um, and it's just like this really soft, slow approach um, that would honestly take people years. I don't see anyone making too much progress with the um, the, the if they do the way that uh, the certifications teach you to train people. If they do it in that approach, where it's like Every four weeks, maybe you do more one more rep or you do uh, well, you know, a little bit more weight. Uh, but then at that point, you're switching up exercises anyway. And uh, it's just a ton of balance and it's just overblown. Anyway, uh, so into the first question. First question is from Barbara. It is on autism and digestive problems. I thought it'd be nice to have a little uh, keynote display so people can have something visually to look at. Uh, I am not on camera right now because I have a lot of things to, to uh, shoot and do today. I have a um, course that I, I need to do as well, and I, it's easier for me to do this in one shot if uh, if I don't have to worry about uh, any visuals. So uh, just for t- time's sake, really. So Barbara asks, I have a... Or, question or something like that is I have a 20 year old son with autism he takes so many pills I would like to get him off the meds he's been on meds for autism since he was in preschool he has had a lot of bowel digestive problems his whole life he was a normal baby I'm convinced the vaccines cause the autism how can I help him we tried a gluten-free diet but that didn't help so um Thank you, Barbara, for writing that in the uh, summit little window. And um, so let's take this piece by piece. First of all, I do not cure, treat, or diagnose disease. Uh, I believe if you see the Amanda Vollmer um, clip or the Am- Amanda Vommer interviews, uh, she explains why everyone has to say that. Um, and you know, and it's true. I don't do that. Um, but what's interesting is that that also doesn't matter. Um, so it doesn't you don't really for help somebody with, with um, symptoms, let's just say, you don't really need to treat, cure or diagnose anything. You just need to make the or get the person healthier, rebalance the body, basically. And um, and so that's kind of uh, those type of words are lost because um, that's not the story that we're given. So um, let's continue on with the question. Uh, So you say that he has been on those meds since preschool and you like to get him off. So first thing about uh, medications is that you need to find a doctor who's okay with having him work off of those medications so they can help uh, you with that because uh pharmaceuticals are not my expertise. I don't like them, uh but I know they're necessary in uh in certain cases in emergencies. Um that's why they're there. But when it comes to your son getting off of them, uh yeah, you would want a pharmacologist. You would want someone who who trains a lot with with pharmacy uh based medicine to um to help reduce that as maybe the symptoms lower or um, Or anything like that because you know these medicines are quote-unquote medicines these uh, pharmaceutical drugs they they always have consequences they always have side effects so it's just better for someone who's trained to help you with that so um, as far as the digestive bowel problems um, yes you can help with that Uh, there's a lot of protocols there are a lot of protocols from a lot of different people uh, I use Equilibrium Nutrition's protocols. I am trained by Dr. Stephen Cabral from his Integrative Health Practitioner Institute, and um, and I've done these protocols myself. Uh, I think most people have some kind of digestive problem. It's just really easy to with with our environment to have some digestive problem. Now, um, so basically, the, uh, there's no point in in guessing. It's really if you're if it's this. Uh, you know, if this concerning for, you know, 20 years, if this concerns you for 20 years, it's really better to, to not guess and just test with these at-home labs. They have a uh, or an Equilibrium Nutrition, I'm sure other uh, companies, but I don't really recommend other companies. I recommend Equilibrium Nutrition for a reason. They're complete tests. You can um, order the same tests, the same names as what I'm saying, uh, but from a different company. And they might actually not have a consultation built into it, so you won't get these numbers explained. You won't get uh, the suggestions and protocols recommended after the test after you take them. So it's kind of a shame, and uh, and they might not be complete or even accurate tests. So uh, a lot a lot to watch out for. And um, with equilibrium nutrition, you really just you're paying for the labs that are the best, most accurate labs when it comes to uh, checking on the gut and any well any one of the labs they use they have absolutely no affiliation with the with the with the labs so they don't make money from selling you the lab they just charge what the uh, the lab charges and then maybe there's a, a extra small uh, cushion when it comes to the um, having to pay for shipping and also the consultation all built in there. They're really like, I've seen the numbers from behind the scenes. Uh, I'm not sure if it's okay if I say this, but yeah, they really don't make much money at all from those labs. They're really just um, to cover pretty much to break even um, with shipping and paying for employees to go over health coaches to go over the labs with you for, you know, an hour, hour and a half. And, um, and yeah, so uh, it's, it's really more of a service. And, um, and yeah, so you can feel pretty good, uh, knowing that, that this whole thing is just structured to not really profit in in that regard. Obviously it is still a company and they need to pay their employees and grow so they can help other people, but it's a, a, uh, what do you call it? It's an ethical, it's an ethical, um, Profit, basically, ethical, uh, uh, ethical, (laughs) tripped up on that word. Ethical profit margin. um, Where where most uh, supplement companies, they they have what six times minimum, six times minimum profits of the product. So um, it would really be a cheap product. Uh, A lot of supplements are cheap. But anyway, I'm getting off track. So, um, yeah. So basically you would test, you would do a organic acids test or an equilibrium nutrition. It's now called the stress, uh, it's called the candida, it's candida vitamins. I think I have it behind me. Hold on one second. Uh, I believe it's the candida metabolic and vitamins test, although it's eight pages of results and it actually tests for a lot the neurotransmitters, uh, ketones, um, yeah, candida, uh, bacteria, all these um, different different things to um, see how the gut is actually functioning and the waste and all that. Um, uh, uh, yeah, well, basically, uh, I don't I don't want to go too far into it. But I'll say one last thing about it is that um, when your body excretes waste, uh, you can actually pick up and test those wastes to see how much your body is producing of something. So let's say there's a byproduct of uh of back of a certain bacteria or yeast. Uh just by uh measuring how much waste is coming uh, out of the body from the urine, you can see that if there's a ton of waste of a certain bacteria or yeast, then there most likely would be a ton of uh bacteria or yeast, uh an overgrowth basically. And that's that's kind of how it works. All right. So um you would do the or organic acid test or the candida metabolic and vitamin test, I believe, <laughs> or maybe it's candida vitamin. Anyway, yeah, it, it's it. You'll see it there. It's a urine-based test. Uh, then uh, what's what I would also recommend anyway it, it is because you are kind of concerned about vaccines and um, possibly heavy metals because there's a correlation between environmental toxins, heavy metals, and autism. Although in uh, mainstream, you can't. Uh, they haven't definitively found out anything, uh, which is, you know, I don't believe at all. Um, so you would want to do a hair tissue mineral analysis or the metals and minerals test, which is a hair sample test. And um, and you can see the, your son's heavy metals or uh, his minerals, which are, they're all important. Everything on the test is important. and needs to be balanced as well and can give Uh, a wide range of benefits if you get that as balanced as can be and if you get rid of the heavy metals in the body uh, by doing a heavy metal detox but you you know you don't really you don't really know until you test so that's why i recommend testing so if um let's see vaccines cost lots okay so and i will go to the next slide i'm still going to be answering your question barbara the gluten-free diet yes one last thing to say about that Yes, uh, the gluten could be an issue that's inflaming the, the bowels or digestion, your digestive tract or his digestive tract. So, um, but there's a lot more to uh, diet than, than just that. So I would honestly recommend the big five. Um, so that would be the food sensitivity test, which could show you what's inflaming the digestive tract on the IgG-based uh, perspective. Um, then the hair tissue mineral analysis uh, I already talked about, the organic acid test I talked about. Um, the the hormone test is good. Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely going to tell you about cortisol, which is very important, I mean, uh, throughout the day. So cortisol and thyroid and all that. Um, honestly, if you're getting three tests, you might as well go for the, the whole five because it's going to be, Pretty much just as expensive as getting them separately so that's kind of nice about the bundles um and the omega-3 one which is a lot of uh, has to do with a lot of inflammation uh so all those things if you really work on on those five tests and rebalancing those you will your son will go far way away make a ton of progress um in a short amount of time if, if you know where to go uh, so i can't recommend the big five enough and um and yeah, gluten might not be the only problem. So that's why I recommended the uh, IgG based food sensitivity test because it could be uh, eggs, it could be dairy. Those are the top three uh, food sensitivities. And if you're not familiar with them, uh, go ahead and look up on uh, the Cabral Concept, the um, podcast, the Call Cabral Concept podcast tons of episodes on that there's i mean he's approaching 1700 episodes i don't have to be your only source of information i don't want it's for you to only listen to one person i want you to get all the information that you want uh so that podcast is a great resource and um and obviously uh, his book is also a great resource as well but you know you start where you feel is appropriate barbara and um and yeah i'm sure you will get help but uh again if if uh, i don't cure diagnose or, or or um treat disease but if someone is really healthy and they correct their digestive problems of course they're going to feel better if they get rid of their heavy metals uh naturally if they rebalance their hormones and and uh know what foods work best for them and don't cause inflammation i mean you and if you know and if you um do your omega-3 test and and, i mean yeah he's young but um you know maybe he has a lot of arachidonic acid uh inflammatory acid um or inflammatory omega uh fatty acid in in his body and then that would cause all sorts of issues all these things cause systemic issues so um yeah i think i've gone too long onto this side so let me let me move on uh all right so here's what the mainstream uh, mainstream uh, science and uh, health says. They basically, uh, they really overcomplicate things. Oh, there's we haven't found a single cause, uh, which is just n- nothing, That that's the way they they operate. And that's why we don't get anywhere. <laughs> it's really frustrating. Just looking at this slide, I'm getting a little bit f- <laughs> frustrated. And it's like, why does there have to be a single cause? Why does there have to be a single uh, silver bullet solution, uh, it really doesn't have to be. I mean, we're, we're working in reality, not a, some fictional story where there's just gonna be this unicorn that comes in and saves the day. And um, and yeah, so obviously there's more than one cause for every problem uh, because we have millions of factors in our environment and in our lives, and we need to look at those factors and um, yeah, it takes time. I mean, that's why my appointments with my clients are an hour, um, it, you know, starting off. It's just one hour a, a month, sometimes a little over because we're going over a little bit more detail. I want to provide a ton of value and I want to make sure that the questions are answered and that the, the client knows where they're going uh, in between appointments. But um, but yeah, so they say here. here are the factors that the mainstream... Um, health and science says that they haven't found a single issue that causes um, autism spectrum disorder they here are the factors that that could uh, increase the risk and that is having a family member that has autism uh, having genetic mutations having uh, fragile x syndrome uh, having been born to to, uh, older parents Low birth weight, metabolic imbalances, exposure to heavy metals and environmental toxins. I actually highlighted that one. Uh, that's exactly what I was talking to you about on the previous slide. In fact, you'll find a lot of mainstream sources kind of uh, whisper these um, these causes. Like, oh, it could could also be you know environmental blah 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 blah. You know, but they won't really focus on it. They won't focus on the the heavy the tons of heavy metals and chemicals that they put into the environment as everyone's getting sick. is so obviously, no, it can't be that because we haven't identified a particular singular environmental toxin that causes it. Um, yeah, you're never going to find that. It's not, it's not realistic and um, it's not the whole picture. So um, <laughs> I'm belaboring this. I apologize, but it kind of gets me uh, annoyed and I, I'm sure you're probably frustrated as well. Uh, history of viral infections and then then I have the resource down there that I got this uh, pulled this information from Uh, but they also talk about certain drugs that could also cause uh, autism spectrum disorder I mean it's it's insane that these things are legal and they're considered safe and and all and and they're really they're really not Um, yeah they're basically same thing like if you close your eyes and shut your ears and and say, I didn't see or hear anything, then yeah, it doesn't exist. Um, but that's not the case. So um, <laughs> that's. let's go to the next one. Okay, thank you, Barbara, and I hope that helps. And um, yeah, if anyone has any questions, of course, feel free to contact me at Matthew, that's M-A-T-H-E-W, at RootLVLWellness.com. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a ton of resources out there, but I, I understand that... Um, this is like the first one you found that's that's definitely going to put you on the right track i mean i can introduce you to a ton of sources you don't have to just listen to one i don't recommend you just listen to one there's there's a big world of information that's kind of hidden and you're you're just you just put one foot into the door of um or into that world so i want to help you take the next step and the next step and uh yeah so thank you barbara that was a long one take a pause of talking for a while. So next one up is Shirley. Uh, Where does one start? Oh, there you go. I was just talking about that. I mean, there is so much to change and, all right, so where were we? I had to get a drink of water. So uh, where does one start? I mean, there is so much to change. What is the first steps? What are the first steps on a budget What's the most important thing to do first and where do you go from there? I have been used for a long, used for a long time for medical pills, uh, test drugs. About five years ago, I started to clue into what's going on. I have been looking ever since for a way to get better, trying to get better in Canada, but need helps hugs and much love. All right. So thank you, Shirley. Uh, so great question. I think that's where a lot of people find themselves when they realize that there's uh, a lot of information that's not being shared and um, not being shared enough. And, um, and yeah, so best places to start, I would look into, uh, of course, I'm partial to my podcast, but I'll recommend a Dr. Stephen Cabral's podcast of the Cabral Concept. It is, um, approaching 1,700 episodes. If you're looking for a book to start things off, I would look into his book, All Proceeds Go to Charity. It's called The Rain Barrel Effect, um, that is by Dr. Stephen Cabral, and, um, those are good places to start. I mean, you can look up any, it doesn't really say much here what you're, um, struggling with and what you're trying to rebalance, so, um... So I would definitely look into that resource. There's probably an episode on whatever you're looking to for and more information on. Uh, when it comes to, I mean, where to start? I mean, you're going to learn the de-stress protocol when you uh, read the book or, or, yeah, or you can honestly, the quickest route is getting a health coach. There's a, There are uh, other integrative health practitioners in Canada um, and we all um, I think, yeah, all of us probably work uh, virtual. We'd, we'd have to work virtual. So it doesn't even matter uh, where you are in Canada. You can work with people in America if you want. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I know some Canadian uh, IHPs that would love to help you out. Uh, you can find from the Integrative Health Practitioner Institute or integrativehealthpractitioner.org. You can actually locate all of us, uh, all our websites, phone numbers, all those things, and you can see if there's someone local you want to work with. Um, yeah, or you can, again, work with anybody you choose to. Uh, I would start with with uh, really learning where you want to go because, I mean, you you can do the podcast. I always recommend that even if you do coaching. You can do the book. still recommend that even if you do coaching. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it also depends on your budget. I mean, uh, so it would be either – Testing, coaching, books, podcasts that I already re- recommended, um, or uh, I'm coming out with a course. If you're if you have thyroid issues, uh, there's that. I don't think there's many courses. There are many courses that are going to take the integrative health model and uh, and use that and teach people how to get uh, a whole have a, how to get a holistic view on their health. Um, so I can't recommend any courses that I know of. Uh, although eventually I believe Dr. Stephen Cabral is going to come out with courses. I don't know when that is. I don't know how his approach is either. So, um, I, I, I'm not sure like if he's going to do specific, uh, problems, but I am mean, sure whatever he does is going to be, you know, really, really, really in depth <laughs> and really helpful. So, uh, either route you want to go is, um, is going to be the first great place to start and, um, and yeah, maybe uh, maybe even talk to uh, Amanda Bomber. She's over in Canada. Maybe she's over where you are. Who knows? Uh, so I hope that helps and uh, hugs and much love to you. Um, I hope you get those <laughs> um, physically and not too many people in your social circle are keeping their distance because of this uh, ridiculous uh, pandemic. or what's another fun word for it? Um, fake, I don't know. Fake pandemic, I'll just leave it at that. All right, next up is Ellen. Thank you, thank you, Shirley. All right, next up is Ellen. How can Hashimoto's be reversed? Does it matter if one has been on armor thyroid for years as to whether they can be reversal in hypothyroidism? If reversal is possible, what are the protocols for doing so? All right, so great question, Ellen. So Hashimoto's, can it be reversed? And then what about that uh, pharmaceutical? Okay, so I'll tackle the pharmaceutical part first. Um, same same goes to uh, how you if you want to get off this armor thyroid medication, then yes, you would have to work with a, a someone who's trained in that. So definitely find a doctor if you haven't already, um, some type of ph- pharmacologist, mainstream doctor to help you Wean off of those as you work on the underlining root level causes to Hashimoto's. So, um, so again, I don't cure, treat, or diagnose disease. Can you reverse Hashimoto? So it's really the terminology is where where I'm struggling to answer this because of 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 course legal uh, reasons. But basically. Uh, I'll just rephrase it. So can Hashimoto's be can Hashimoto's go away? You know, does it have to be present throughout your entire life? Um, no, it doesn't have to be. So I'll just rephrase it to that. So uh, So what happens with a lot of autoimmune diseases or uh, with um, a lot of autoimmune issues? Um, <laughs> we, have, uh, we have underlining root level imbalances. That could lead to the body's immune system uh, attacking its own body, and uh, there's there's a theory, and I think it's a, it makes a lot of sense, and it's probably it's probably true, but um, when will it ever be proven? Uh, who cares? Because if you get results with uh, what I'm about to tell you. You're not going to go back and say, "Wait a minute, there wasn't a you know a 10-year study one on um, you know half a million people to um, to prove this." It really doesn't matter to Ellen anymore if Ellen doesn't have these uh, autoimmune spectrum uh, issues with her thyroid. So, um, so one of the big contributing factors to that is the leaky gut. So the gut has a small one-cell Deep or thick uh, lining that houses the, the the gut and keeps it separate from the bloodstream or the rest of the body. So um, it, it's it's kind of odd how they refer to the gut. They kind of refer to the gut um, and all the food that goes into it as still being outside the body, and that um, you know, that's kind of odd. So I, I won't get into that uh, much more. So just so I don't want to confuse you. So basically, the food goes into the digestive tract and. Um, maybe there's a a leaky gut, so that that little one cell lining, uh, of the wall, I I believe it's epithelial, epithelial, uh, cell wall, um, it, it has a little bit more holes, and it's a little bit, uh, loose, looser than it should be, so larger particles escape from the gut into the bloodstream and go throughout the, um, the body. And uh, let's say, perhaps, and this is the, the theory, um, that the particles go and they attach to the thyroid. Uh, that's maybe your genetic weak link, who knows. Um, and your immune system will try to get rid of that particle that's attached or, or clung on, cling done, that uh, attached itself to your thyroid. And uh, then there's a bit of collateral damage leading to uh, this kind of Uh, Autoimmune type reaction where your um, body—how a lot of people see it, and and including mainstream—is that the body is confused and it's uh, attacking itself. Uh, So that's that's the main difference. Uh, That's one of the huge main difference between integrative health, natural medicine, and natural health uh, with mainstream health. So they always um, mainstream health always views the body as messing up, and integrative health views the body as it's not messing up it is doing it for a reason let's figure out the reason so um i know very unscientific so um so yeah so if you work on uh first identifying your factors so if if you have uh hashimoto's and this is a, a big concern which it sounds like it is i would do testing i would do um either you would do the the gut bundle uh the one that would have the uh, IgG based food sensitivity test because that could also show um, if you have some signs of leaky gut. Uh, obviously, these aren't diagnosed. Uh, diagnosing um, these tests don't diagnose anything um, legally, and uh, and you can do them in your convenience of your own home. Uh, it would be the parasite stool test. It, it's um, I won't get into that, but yeah. So it'd be a stool test, IgG test, and the organic acid test, which is the candida and metabolic vitamins test, something like that. Uh, again, these names are not important. It's about what's on the test. And um, and yeah, you can see if there's an overgrowth. If there's an overgrowth of candida, if there's leaky gut, there's signs of leaky gut, or if there's signs of um, parasites, I mean... The parasite doesn't have too much to do with Hashimoto's, but it's just another uh, avenue to to correct so that you're not having inflammation in the digestive tract that could just build up and and cause other issues. I mean, you, you might as well completely... You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you, you agree, but you wouldn't want to just stop a Hashimoto's, right? You would want a, a fully healthy body. Um, and if you have parasites that you can identify, you would want to go over that. The only reason I suggested uh, all three of those is because they're a bundle and it's a gut bundle. If you're checking out one area of the gut, might as well uh, save some money and check out all the areas of the, of, uh, the gut in your system. And um, yeah, so let's go to the other part of your question there can be reversal so yeah so it's not typically so it's not really reversal it's more of just working on what's really going on on a root level and then if you don't have to be on your prescriptions anymore and your body's not attacking your thyroid anymore then I mean that's good Uh, would you call it reversal would you call it cure Uh, no you wouldn't call it that but, um, but who cares because Ellen has gotten better at that point. So I mean, who, who wants to argue about names? So um, what are the protocols for doing so? So that's the protocol. So you test, then you rebalance the body depending on those tests and then, um, and it takes time. It's, it's not, these aren't like uh, pharmaceutical things where they turn certain switches on and certain switches off and you don't feel symptoms. So like you're actually working with the body to, to heal and, um, and yeah, so it could take, it could take a, a good amount of time. So let's say, um, somewhere like six months, something like six months. So like first you would cl- help clean up the body. You would do a liver detox if you haven't done any detoxes before. So you prepare the body, then you would do a, um, you know, depending on if you have, yeah yeah so I would recommend the big five or the gut bundle because a lot of people have uh, built up heavy metals in the body and their minerals are all off so I really recommend the the big five as well for you I it's really it's tough to say because I only have like what 30 words here to go on Ellen so um, so it would be I, I would either recommend um, for like if I was facing those issues I would recommend for myself uh, the big five or the, uh, the gut bundle. So either way you can't go wrong. Um, and either way you can go through the protocols. If, if money was an issue for you, you could just go through the protocols and, um, and I would recommend working with a health coach, uh, of course, uh, because the quickest route to success is having someone who's been there and and knows how to help you get there. Uh, it's, it's, um, yeah, so coach first, I am doing a, a, thyroid course, which I think I mentioned in the last question. Um, and it's going to go over the thyroid. So it's going to be the exact process that I use with my clients. It's going to be very in-depth. It's uh, at least 11, 11 lessons. And, uh, and it's going to explain a lot of the background that I'm kind of uh, dancing around right now <laughs> with this question. Um, and it's going to explain the protocols as well. So um, And Right now, it's on sale, it, depending on when you're listening to it. Uh, I may keep it at that sale price, but uh, I'm not sure. So um, again, uh, I hope this helps, Alan. You, there, there's plenty for you to do, it sounds like. And, um, and yeah, and it's, it's gonna be, it's, I mean, it's very exciting. I had a hypothyroid issues not that long ago. So actually in uh, February, and it's what, uh, September? And I started feeling much better um, I want to say April or May. Uh, yeah, probably April. Uh, just going through these protocols and, and le- learning what protocols to even address. So anyway, uh, I hope that helps you Ellen and I will see you next time. Uh, but if, if, <laughs> if you're listening to my podcasts, so, um, yeah, the, the analytics for my podcast, just another side note, very odd. So I have no idea, um, what platforms are, playing my podcast, but I just see the numbers going up and I see some percentages, uh, that's just other and, um, and people from all around the world. So it's really cool, uh, to see all these other countries, but I, I, better analytics would be helpful. But anyways, next up is Sharon. So what are the possibilities? What, what's the possibility that COVID-19 is actually caused by last year's flu vaccine that was perhaps tainted with malaria or malaria, malaria malaria-like parasite. Three of the remedies being successfully used to treat COVID-19 patients are anti-parasitic. I probably shouldn't be saying those words out loud. Who knows if it's going to be censored? But I will. Uh, hydroxychloroquine, artemisinin—I don't know how to pronounce that—ivermectin, <laughs> uh, and hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, or artemisinin, uh, are used to prevent uh, and treat malaria art, timicinin, and ivermectin are used to prevent and treat canine heartworms. Also, what's a simple and inexpensive method to detox the body? Thank you. I'm looking forward to your seminar. Thank you, Sharon. I hope you enjoyed it since now this is a week or so after the seminar. Uh, So let's tackle this question step by step. What's the possibility? of uh, the flu shot being involved in COVID-19? Probably a good possibility. Uh, And you can even see these uh, studies and these uh, little historical tidbits about flu vaccines and other vaccines uh, in the CDC website. And when you see that, it probably would have been nice for me to include that, but... um, Maybe next time. Oh, I'll talk about it on the episode. Because uh, there's, there's been tainted vaccines I don't know how many times. Because what they do is they take they take these... Um, and, and you're not going to hear too many people talking about this because it's kind of a lightning rod issue and, um, and people get targeted and all that. But I just don't want to contribute to the, the problem. So um, I'm trying to be brave here and I'm going to talk about what I see. And what I see uh, on the CDC websites. It's crazy. That is, it's all right there. It's not very well hidden, but it's just, you have to take the time to look for it. Um, but yeah, like in the 1920s, uh, there was a big tainted vaccine story where, uh, thousands, uh, I don't even know how many, but, uh, there's this one hospital where they used these vaccines and people got, uh, Got um, basically chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, if I'm remembering it correctly. A lot of people, and um, they, the pharmaceutical company, kind of pinpointed it to a to tainted vaccines. And so what they do with these vaccines is they take genetic material from other animals uh, so that they can house the vaccine in that vaccine virus in the um, in the genetic material, and that genetic material might actually have some RNA. Um, viruses in that that they never really detected or looked for at the time because maybe the technology wasn't good enough or maybe they didn't really understand what they were doing in the first place with vaccines and um and yeah so they they all these other just genetic material and these other rna-based viruses uh got into the population and um and uh since the current 1920s um medical community didn't really understand uh, things. They just looked at people who are tired and having chronic fatigue um, as, uh, I think they called it yuppie, yuppie flu at the time. Um, it's, <laughs> it is uh, scary to think about, but I mean, yeah, so I, I think there's a possibility that it's more tainted vaccines and that, um, I mean, why are so many people in this, in the U.S., uh, for example, so hell-bent on, on just overcounting everything um is it just because they want the laws to change and people to give up their rights or is it also they're doing uh covering up their tracks with their their flu vaccine i mean right now it's uh coming to the point where they're pushing the flu vaccine in in the year it's september uh and they're like hey everyone get your flu shots and it's just um it's unnecessary it doesn't even work most people have a that i've talked to have an issue with the vaccine and have adverse reactions to it i mean It's not, it's not a, uh, it's not, it's not even, it's on shaky foundation. I mean, I don't even know why there's so many people who, um, who educate on, on vaccines, on on vaccine awareness, um, who like the real science and shows that these, that these companies aren't uh, following. Uh, real safety guidelines. I don't even know why they say, "Oh, I like the idea of vaccines. I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm, um, I just don't want dangerous ones." Uh, I mean, I don't even. I can't even. I can't agree with that either. I don't. Well, I don't think vaccines are necessary. Ninety-nine uh, percent of them. I mean, maybe there's one that I don't know about. One percent I don't know about where they're actually effective and safe and and have a good method. But I mean, just on a foundational level. The body knows what to do, and if you support the body, it knows what to do, and it can handle things. It can handle a lot of things that you can throw at it. But what happens is so many people are unhealthy, and then, you, and then you're um, you injecting this, this uh, foreign matter uh, tr- in an attempt to teach the body what to do. I mean, doesn't that sound crazy? At what point have we ever known enough to tell nature what to do and not have unintended consequences. And then we're actually experimenting with ourselves, with the human species, um, on on telling what our immune system to do. It doesn't make sense. I mean, uh, there's so many other routes you could go. So I can't I can't even say that I would support vaccines at all. That's the premise of it. it was, uh, and, and again, I'm new to this. I'm new to the concept. I, I never questioned vaccines until like four or five, six months ago. And then I was like, oh, "Never mind. This idea is uh, ridiculous, and I, I don't support it." So, I mean, it, it is possible, but I think, I think what it really is—if I—if I would throw my opinion in here—is that uh, people are just getting sick because most people are sick from the environment, and uh, and then the um, the reticular activating system is active. Everyone is thinking about. Um, Everybody is thinking about the virus, about the the 19, and they see what they are thinking about because that's how the human brain works. The subconscious is helping the body, is, the subconscious is helping the uh, person see what they're already looking for on a conscious level. And if you're always looking for COVID 19, you're going to be seeing COVID 19 everywhere. I mean, these death counts that were going up that, that are just uh, ridiculous and inflated and, and most likely off by. Ninety, if not a hundred percent, they uh, they are just—they're not scientifically based. They're just basically suggestions or, or whatever the person uh, d- intuition is saying at the time, and that's how to, these death certificates are, are signed. I mean, it's it's um, ridiculous to think about. So, I mean, so one more factor I want to throw in there is that uh, when this whole thing started. Someone shared a, a PubMed article number with me or with, with the chat that I was in, and I checked it out, and it was a gain-of-function study where um, they were talking about the coronavirus. So what they did in the study was that they altered a bat virus to uh, be able to jump species into humans. And uh, is it this particular virus? I don't know because it, it said coronavirus. And did say uh, this COVID-19, but I took some screenshots of it. I wish I saved the number, but, uh, at least I saved the screenshots. I even shared it with, um, with Facebook and oddly enough, it's off the page. So I was trying to go back to see if I shared a number and it's just gone. Interesting how that works. Ton of censorship, but anyway. Um, and in that study, it was talking about how this virus affects the, uh, angiotensin converting enzyme 2 that's how it that's how it infects that's how it spreads in the body is that it has uh, ace 2 it goes through an ace 2 pathway i believe is the right terminology and from what i gather is that they uh that these drugs these antiparasitic drugs are also uh angiotensin converting enzyme uh blocking drugs so uh, so maybe it's parasitic or tainted vaccines, or maybe it's just because all these things uh, block the ACE two, uh, or they're all ACE two inhibitors. So, um, so that's my that's my off the top of the dome answer here for Sharon. Uh, oh, and there's one more question in this question: What is an inexpensive method to detox the body? So, um, it's so interesting. So. It really depends on what you want to do, but the body naturally detoxes itself. Uh, you would just want enough nutrients for your liver as well, and that would be the least expensive. So, for a the daily nutritional support from EquilibriumNutrition.com, has liver nutrients so that you're on on, on the daily, so that your daily um, liver nutrients are supplied to you in that in that um in that supplement container, Uh, it also has protein and all your vitamins and minerals and all that stuff. But anyway, so so that would be less expensive. So that would be uh, giving your liver enough nutrients to function and do phase one and phase two liver detoxification. Uh, And then uh, you could sweat every day, uh, drink plenty of clean water. That's very important to get a good source of clean water. Uh, some filters, I know it's crazy to think about, but some filters actually use aluminum in it, and then you're actually exposing your body to uh, heavy metals. Uh, so definitely good to do some research on your water filter. Um, Berkey is one of the good filters. It just takes a bit of a um, down payment. Not really. It's about a couple hundred bucks. Um for the start to, to start with the container and everything. And the filters aren't too expensive. They're, they're about a hundred bucks and they'll last about a year or so. And you, they're recleanable, but obviously you would, after a year or six months, maybe you just want to swap them out instead of cleaning it. But, um, uh, so yeah, so you get plenty of liver nutrients, not very expensive at all. You would a, you would do a lot of sweating and induce a lot of sweating, a lot of water. And, um, you yeah, maybe a, a sauna. Go to join a gym, and hopefully the gym isn't uh, taking your temperature at the <laughs> at the at the um, at the door and doing all these ridiculous rules. And um, and yeah, and sweating, plenty of sweat, and making sure you have plenty of uh, that you're having regular bowel movements. And uh, and yeah, and then uh, uh, what also helps is if you're. Cleaning up your environment, maybe you, you can get, um, yeah, make sure that you're yeah you're talking about inexpensive. So I was I was about to go for an expensive air cleaning device, but never mind. Uh, so that would be oh right, and then shower filters, so that you're not adding more chemicals to the body. So that would be the least um, expensive way that I can think of for you to effectively detox. So I hope that helps, Sharon. And uh, I would believe is this the last question? No, one more. All raw right. Ra-Iri. Thank you, Sharon. So raw iri where are the traditional Maori healers in the forum? We have found Western ideology does not work for indigenous people. So this was very um, new to me, so I had to look it up. And so here's what I found. Uh, maybe you can correct me if this isn't uh, what you're talking about. raw Ra- iri Ra-Iri? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but... Um, I apologize if I'm not. So, Maori Healers, from what I gather from maorihealers.com, is the, um, they do, I'll just read it, uh, the, the deeply, they do physical body work. Um, they do, all in all, this first journey brought about the trailblazing. Uh, so, they talk about the leader for the Maori Healers in this website. Uh, and they do, they use physical touch um, to work with people. So physical touch. From what I gather, there was a video as well where they use um, this type of wooden stick massage uh, therapy, where they're really breaking up the fascia and those little um, knots that people get. Uh, let's see, Romy. Wow, this is hard for me. Romi, Romi, Romy. romy, romy. And miri-miri are symbiotic, meaning they are equal parts of the whole. And in order to do one, you must do the other. So it kind of sounds like um, Reiki, kind of sounds like Reiki to me um, and and physical massaging. So somewhat physical and energy-based. So um, uh, the summit had plenty of people who... are. Um, learn not just western uh, medicines or anything like that so um, if you you probably saw the summit or or you're going to see it uh, on the replays um, it, and if you're gonna see that uh, everything that people were talking about works on everybody and it's not just western uh, ideology that we were talking about so uh, you can absolutely get help from anyone on the panel uh, indigenous people are not different from, on a v- fundamental level, really, they're not different from anyone else. So we're all human, and uh, everything that, that everything I've learned on how to help people, it applies to all people. So, um, I mean, I, I know there's, there's um, maybe, mm, no, there's really not, I mean, there's really no difference. Uh, if you really think about it when, when even mainstream medicine says there's a difference between, uh, you know, um, uh, whether it's like black people or Puerto Ricans or something, they're talking about genetics and that doesn't really matter either because if you're a healthy person, your genetics don't really activate. So let's say like sickle cell, um, is more common in, in darker skinned people or black people. However, you want to say it because they're dark-skinned Puerto Ricans as well, so <laughs> um, and it's more common genetically for them to have sickle cell, um, and and yeah, if you're really healthy, guess what? And you're really healthy. You've done your functional medicine labs. You you don't take in foods that are causing inflammation systemically over the course of decades, and uh, and you completely you get your vitamins, your minerals are all balanced and all that. Your genetics really don't matter. So there's even uh, a little bit of, um, do I have any, no, nope, that was it. Okay. So there's even a little bit uh, of research that I'm reading on uh, the book Regenerate by Say And he talks about RNAi. So it's, um, how, how do you call it? So basically, in vegetables, fruits and vegetables, there uh, are even uh, RNAi. So basically these things that, sur- like the, the mainstream medicine, they call it suppressing, it suppresses your genes, but really I don't look at it that way at all. I think, um, I think it's more supporting the body so that you don't get sick in a particular way. So genes and genetics are more about how you're gonna get sick, not why you're gonna get sick. So let's say for example, let's take me for example raw uh, raw Erie I'm trying to uh, repronounce your name okay raw Um for me for example so if I do exactly the same thing go into the same direction same lifestyle that I had before I did all my tests and that um, uh, that's my same diet same exercise the same uh, emotions mindset and all those things uh, and same environment maybe I, I take my shower filters off i um, I drink tap water, all those things. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. Um, I will get sick in the exact same way. That's because that's my genetics. I will get arthritis. I will get hypothyroidism uh, over again because I'm in- introducing a lot of environmental factors that, um, that build up. And when they build up, how are my genetics going to express themselves? They're gonna express themselves the same way. So um, so yeah, so I would not look at it that way as uh, Western and Eastern, uh, I would look at it. Because um, even, even Western, um, I wanna say ideology, but Western science still works. It just, you just have to learn why it works. And uh, like I've been saying throughout this whole thing, I don't think (laughs) that uh it's effective to use it the way we're using it um and a lot of what i'm what i'm learning and what i what i've learned is based on eastern um philosophies and um and science as well and then the western um side has taken that those ideas and actually found how to basically express themselves or or prove that they do exist so it's not like just Mainstream science is the only thing that exists. Uh, I mean, otherwise, where did all these functional medicine um, scientific labs come from? Uh, it's it's not from the mainstream. Tell totally you that. Um, so anyway, I'll leave it at that. This is probably a long episode. So I'll leave it at that. I hope that helps everyone. This is uh, part two, and and uh, I think I'm I have like a good ten or twenty more questions left. So I hope that helps. Uh, I definitely over-talked. My throat is killing me now. All right. So have a great day, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye, guys.